Hey guys, before we get started here, we're happy to announce that we'll be giving away a brand new Razer Panthera fight stick to one lucky listener of our podcast. Now entering the contest is pretty easy, you'll just need to leave us a review on either iTunes or Stitcher. And that's it. You can hit up our podcast page, which is very easily visible from our homepage, for full details on how to enter. Now unfortunately this giveaway is limited to listeners living in the United States. Head over to either iTunes, Stitcher, or both and let us know what you think for your chance to win. This contest will run until October 31st, after which we'll announce a winner. Street Fighter V's input lag is being reduced. We don't know how much, we don't know if the fluctuation's going away, but we're going to talk about it in this episode of the Event Hubs podcast. Perfect! Alright, and welcome back to the Event Hubs podcast. It has been a long time since I've been on the show, a whole two weeks, so I definitely wanted to come back here and get into it with the mm-hmm. whole uh, input delay stuff that happened with Street Fighter V. Uh, potentially gigantic implications here, you know, uh, for the fighting game community. Uh, maybe, you know, I, I, that's really what I want to get into. But first, we had some other news uh, with Combo Fiend actually being confirmed uh, working at Marvel. Now, we, we, we'd heard rumors about this for a while. And we weren't able to actually, you know, outright confirm it. And we've been looking up and down trying to find details. And we actually uh, were able to independently confirm it. Um, So I want to get into now, like, what this might mean for Marvel versus Capcom uh, Infinite in the future. You're going there. I am definitely going there. there. All right, fair (laughs) enough. I want to beat this dead horse as much as humanly possible. Strap right in and let's do this. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So... uh, for those who don't know, uh, Combo Fiend is a big-time Marvel guy. Uh, obviously, you know, his Spencer and, you know, bionic arming Marn is, like, you know, one of the more infamous moments in the fighting game community, uh, all that kind of stuff. But, like, he he's always been a huge Marvel head. Uh, and I actually remember back in the day we posted, um, like, outside of uh, a Vanilla Marvel, um, Ultimate Marvel, um, we posted a combo video, actually, with She-Hulk. And, and a community member had discovered some of her, like, booty drop combos and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Combo Fiend had actually uh, tweeted at us and said, like, hey, I'm going to pick up the character again and play her. Uh, because, like, he was very disappointed kind of what happened between versions with the character. And now he's like, hey, I'm going to, you know, try her again. Um, it, anyway, it's it just his love and his attention to detail when it comes to Marvel is very intense, we will say. And, and the fact that now he's working at Marvel... And you just kind of wonder what the implications might be, basically. Like, is is Peter able to basically be a liaison with Capcom and Marvel now and say, hey, you know, Marvel Infinite didn't go that well, but I'm here at this company now. I can I see things from both sides. I love this game with, like, a passion you guys would not believe. You know, how about we kind of start up talks again and see where it goes to? You think that You think that Peter would... I mean, I get the idea of being passionate about a game, and I get the idea of wanting to bring that back, but I, man, it'd be hard if I were Peter to invest how much you, you know that he did, and having to deal with all the, the crap that was the, the back and forth with Street Fighter V, and then you roll into MVCI, which is like even more so his home turf, it feels like, because he was even more known for playing that game, maybe had even more of a close relationship with the Marvel vs. Capcom franchise in some ways. And then, like, when, whenever we talk about Combo Fiend and Marvel vs. Capcom nowadays, immediately people just go, function, 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 right? And bring that yeah. thing up. And I feel like, I mean, it, this kind of a thing is probably like a, a body on his back, you know, in, in some ways. And it's not to say that 
maybe a whole new Marvel versus Capcom or a, a, not not a new one, like a, another shot at Infinite or something or a revival or, or the doing it right wouldn't kind of alleviate that. But I would also imagine that he might just want to like, you know, I have a job at Marvel. I'm happy doing Spider-Man and playing some Street Fighter Five in my free time. Like that's I just that's where my from my perspective where I would go if I were in his shoes as opposed to like this epic redemption of the of the series or the franchise it's like I'd be just like man if, like I'm get I'm, I'm out of here functions and everything just like let's leave that behind that's an old chapter let me ask you let me uh answer your question with a question I'll, I'll do the Ooh. ultimate faux pas here um when people say that I'm gonna retire from fighting games and they're like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not playing them anymore. How often do they come back? Um, it, th- th- oh, we talked about this. Uh, there's like a formula to it. <laughs> I forget mm-hmm. the formula. <laughs> Dang it. But but it, it, it it's something to do with they're probably coming back if they're posting about it. It's like the guy yeah. that if you, if you talk about it, then you're probably on your way back. But here's the thing. We didn't like Peter's been, I think, at Marvel since like January. Like he showed up in pictures mm-hmm. at least with at the like the Black Panther premiere back in January um, with the Marvel Games team. And yeah. and so it, we didn't like this was not public knowledge. Peter wasn't going around trumpeting this and saying like, hey, I'm. Oh, no, it's it's been he's uh, he does not have it on his LinkedIn page. Uh, he does not have it on his Twitter page. He has not tweeted about it. It's not public knowledge. And and. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much underground right now. You have to really dig to find it, basically. Right. So, I mean, okay, so if that retirement formula is, is to be applied to this situation, it would argue that he is not coming back to what he was doing before and that he's moved on to New Horizons. Either that or they have a secret project in the works, an update to Marvel Hot versus... Damn. <laughs> man, and they don't you want... should, yeah, you they... should write articles for a website, man, <laughs> yeah. because you got... <laughs> yeah, and, and, and they're like, you know what, like, uh, we, we want to keep this under wraps, like, we don't want the fighting game community, you know, stiffing us out. I was actually listening to Ed Boon talk about uh, the release window for NetherRealm Studios games, like, you know, where they would do their last, you know, season pack, or season update, whatever it is, um, and then they would announce the game at E3 and Ed Boon actually just went on a podcast and talked about that and he's like I did not realize how many people were aware of our formula I don't even think internally we were quite all the way aware of that formula and of course they changed it up recently Mm -hmm. but Video game companies, um, especially uh, Capcom, are very aware of event hubs. They have talked about us endlessly about how much they read us. Um, one of the infamous quotes we heard was, "Yeah, we read you guys kind of see what is wrong with the like, what's yeah. wrong with our games, like yeah. what everyone's complaining about." And they're like, "Okay, that's that's we know what's going on now." So, um, I don't think Peter was. Uh, I think he was very much using his head, I'll, I'll just say, by keeping stuff kind of under wraps because we're directly making the correlation. Like, as soon as we found out about, like, hey, let's do a podcast about this and talk about Peter and what he could be doing with Marvel, and, like, everyone's speculating about it now. It's not even, like, he knew this would blow up. He's been with, he was Cap, with Capcom for, like, five years or something like that. He knew what the implications were, I think, and, and wanted to keep it under wraps for good reason. Um, it may not be that, you know, there's actually going to be a Marvel versus Capcom uh, infinite update in the you know in the works for that it's just like yeah I'm gonna kind of like go about my way quietly type thing so you yeah. know if if they could make it happen and and if there's one person to make it happen they are in position to do it so I'll give you that you know it, it is Peter and it is in the position that he's in right now because he swang over to the other side which seems to be the the bigger puller of strings at least well at least with the theories that that emerged about MVCI and such but it could happen, and if it does, and it goes right, and there's at least a little bit of a revival for that game, and it gives the franchise more of a hope in the future, hey, I'm all for it. That would be great for the FGC. 
So, so fingers crossed that what you're saying here is uh, at least has some bits of truth in it. I, I would really hope that this, it comes to fruition in this way. Yeah, and I mean, I'll just remind people: Peter is going out and playing Street Fighter competitively now. Uh, the itch is still there. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's not like he's like ah whatever hell with fighting games and whatnot. He's showing up at at SoCal regionals, um, at other tournaments in the the SoCal area, um, and playing. And he's competing and he's using Cody and different things like the itch is there. And you could argue maybe he's brushing up on some skills for a purpose. Like maybe he's there on Marvel's dime and he's like, hey, I need to just practice for tournament level competition. And you know, <laughs> Marvel Infinite's not played anymore and all that. And and yeah, so um, it's it's really fun to speculate about this stuff. We don't know for sure, but there might be people out there saying like, hey, look, like Peter is one dude. Marvel is a gigantic organization. And how does one guy basically fuel the fire to get this going again? And I would actually argue with you. We know we have a history here. Uh, Christian Svensson, who was uh, the Capcom VP, uh, Capcom USA VP. He actually spoke about how the initial Marvel deal for Marvel versus Capcom 3 actually got up off the ground. And he said it was just him having lunch with one of the guys from Marvel. And, you know, obviously, you know, there's a bunch of contracts to sign, there's licensing, there's all this kind of stuff that factors into it. But initially, just getting the project off the ground, it was just a couple people. And they were just talking over lunch, like, hey, you know, could we revisit this? And this is back in the Marvel three days, like Marvel, you know, movie studios were blowing up. Like it was it was a big deal to have the series come back. And most people thought it wouldn't happen just because Marvel had blown up into such a big deal where they were just kind of larger than life at that point. And now they're even bigger. I mean, there's just this huge company. Um, But you've got someone on the inside who knows all the Capcom guys and knows how they work. Um, he might have a little bit more control over the process now. Um, I'll just kind of say that you can read into that how you will. Um, oddly enough from being on the Marvel side, you know, they, they have a a lot of, uh, clout in the situation since, you know, basically Capcom has to use their characters and their licensing. Um, so there's some interesting things that could happen here. A hell of a lot of speculation, a hell of a lot of fun stuff. Like I'm excited about it. Um, just because I love, you know, new fighting games coming out like this and I love the story behind behind them like what could be happening and all the all the details oh, and disney it, but, has yeah. x-men now damn yes. it oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> yeah disney bought fox and uh so they've got fantastic four x-men all that kind of stuff so we can see our yellow spandex heroes running around so, so yeah <laughs> doom and foot dive. do you okay before we move anyone further do you <laughs> okay. really want foot dives back in your life like the way they were before do you really want that you know to think about what you're wishing for but Dude, it like that's Marvel. Like everyone loves what the, everyone loves the foot dive. I like, think that was the bigger question yeah, I was asking. Yeah. Do we really want to open another can of Marvel worms, guys? Or? Yes. Yes, of course. Why? Why would again? Spoken it's like Marvel, a, like a true Street Fighter player. That's exactly. <laughs> I don't. I don't play Marvel at a high level. I I play it, but I'm like, okay, you know, I just I can probably win a few tournament matches and then like you know, so I don't go zero and two in pulls. But I there's definitely sometimes I would you know type thing. But uh, I enjoyed playing it, but like watching it is so much fun because just seeing the look. Like I just remember I like Flux, colorful like, lights too. That those are cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, well, I was gonna say Flux lost zero, and like he just immediately like rage quit. Like he was done he was like he was out of that match he started a brand new one like he was lost this one at character. A tournament or? yeah this was a, i think it was a um exhibition match like between him and another player or maybe zero got touched like literally zero got touched and he knew he was done he's like fine he's like let's move on to the next match that <laughs> sounds like a really well put together game i okay so let me let me we'll, we won't stay on this for too long but i'll just say that i've spent like the last three years or so analyzing like the per- particulars of 
the fighting game chess match and and kind of usually ragging on Street Fighter V for being less of that than Street Fighter has been in the past. Now, Street Fighter and Marvel are very much not the same thing, and it's very difficult to compare the two when you're talking about you know, chess versus checkers and, and, you know, like little tiny particulars. Marvel's its own beast with its own kind of rules. So if you look at it through a Street Fighter point of view, it's like, yeah, you're analyzing a, um, something of a checkers match when when you're doing it, and you're doing it through the lens of a chess master or something like that. I don't want to call myself a master, but you get what I'm saying. Um, and, and But Marvel has its own set of skill and its own set of things that are um, important, its own priority hierarchy and things like that. So I don't, I, I won't rag on it too much. And I, and I ab- admit that it is probably the most fun game to watch, especially when you're, so like I'll be at Evo waiting on, uh, <laughs> waiting on Street Fighter finals sometimes and Marvel would often be right before Street Fighter. And I would find, you know, uh, you know, a samurai or someone to, uh, to bet on, you know, Marvel matches with, and that made it very, very memorable. Good times watching, uh, watching Marvel at Evo and things like that. So I can't rag on it too much. But uh, I'm definitely a Street Fighter player, so that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, I'll I'll just uh, fire some shots here and say uh, it was like one of the first Capcom Cups, and they had Street Fighter Cross Tech in there. And uh, uh, one of the Event Hub's crew uh, back then arrived with me, and like uh, Cross Tekken was on, and I'm like, oh. I'm like, you want to go grab lunch? And he's like, yeah. I'm yep. like, we'll come back for Marvel. You know, <laughs> the game was freaking unwatchable. It was, oh, such hot garbage. I do not understand why people have such a fond memory of that game. Well, it because was it so, was it was particularly uh, fun to play in in like the opposite side of the spectrum that you would think of, you know, like Marvel or or like Street Fighter Five and such. But it was Time Out City. It was it was not an esports an audience based game. I'll give you that. So it had a forfeit button. You could you could. Click Pandora at any time and you lose <laughs> ten seconds later. That's a <laughs> little was, bit of fake news there. No, but that more, is yeah. it's it, the the amount like we posted stories about how often Pandora worked in tournament like it like because it was so rare. It was so rare that would actually like oh it's like and if you activated Pandora and you dropped your combo you died you were done and it was like oh man like this game is so. Like, who designed this? Who put this together? Like, why did you do this? Like, it's like, oh, let's have a mechanic where if you mess it up even slightly, you lose. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God. Anyway, that's called so, here in Arizona. We call that a man game. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. You guys go be men and play that. I'm gonna actually play a game that's fun. But anyway, <laughs> speaking sorry. of a game that's yeah. fun, yeah. Uh, anyway, so so I'm gonna get a bunch of angry uh, uh, tweets at me now about that. Like how much people? I get it. Just it blows me away how much people love that game. But yes, on to other things that are not dead, not yet. Anyway, uh, so we have input lag in Street Fighter Five, and I wanted to set the stage here a bit with a good bit of data before we get into. Kind of like what our our thoughts are. Yes, tell us the history yeah. of. I mean, it is now a very storied. It's one of, if not the most, kind of controversial things about Street Fighter Five, uh, and and you know it was paired especially in the early days with other things like a shoddy launch and like a people are really complaining about online. All of a sudden, we get something as good as a fix for the input lag or a potential fix for the input lag, and and all people can do is say, "Well, what about this?" I'm like, "You guys, it's raining after it's been a drought for three years. What are you doing complaining?" But won't get too far ahead of myself. It was a big deal it's been a big deal for a long time take it away the history of input lag right so we started off with about 7.9 frames of input lag on the ps4 version of street fighter 5 back when it came out a lot of complaints about it and then capcom was able to patch that down to about 6.5 to 6.2 reports kind of vary at that point uh in late 2016 so uh 
It's interesting because I remember at the time a statement being made that that Capcom was worried about the balance changes and how that would impact things, and they kind of wanted to roll that out. Um, and but they ended up rolling it out actually before uh, season two dropped. And so I wanted to look at season two and kind of see like, okay, like what's a universally move that you have to like react to in fighting games? And that's overheads. Like overheads are all about just reacting to it and blocking, you know, correctly. They don't have much other purpose beyond like, hey, my opponent's not expecting to this. Can they react in time? And I wanted to see if with the input leg change, if there was much change with overhead frame data, basically. And so I went and looked at all the characters, and for the most part, most of them did not change in terms of their overhead data. Uh, you've got Ryu and Ken. Um, Ryu's changed from 20 frames to 22 frames, so it got longer. And so I looked at that and said, okay, maybe that's it. Um, but then Ryu was a, a mega powerhouse in Season 1, and they wanted to tone him down kind of all you know across the board. And so that kind of explains that. And then you've got Ken with his uh, Thunder Kick and his uh, Inazuma Kick. And both of those got longer frame advantage. Um, but you look at uh, our longer uh, startup, I should say. And then so you look at uh, characters like Ibuki, Alex, uh, a bunch of the other cast members, Rashid, Nikali, all of their overheads stayed the same. Like they did not change at all from season one to season two. Were, were they punishable? Were they not punishable? What was the significance? Um, yeah, there? some of their, some of their, um, now some of the the frame data, like in terms of on block, it like it went from negative four to negative six. That was kind of a universal type thing. Not everyone's did, but most characters did. Mm -hmm. But in terms of their startup changing, most characters did not have any kind of startup doing, and that's where input delay, input lag, would be heavily factored in because of reactions. You're trying to block in time, and if the input delay is, if you key it like two frames later than you should have, you know, you're not blocking in time basically. Right. Um, and, but now with this change, it's, you know, two frames faster. So you're actually blocking that overhead. So mm -hmm. anyway, so I wanted to go further down the rabbit hole and, and kind of see what I could find between ultra street fighter four and street fighter five. Like, okay. So did Capcom kind of initially design the game based around like, Hey, we know there's more input lag here. Like, are we going to make the um, overhead moves like slower in, in street fighter five than they are in street fighter four? And that could be a game design thing too. It doesn't have to necessarily be with input lag. Um, but anyway, looking across the board, basically uh, there's a few characters that are similar, but like Ryu, Akuma, um, they actually have faster overheads in uh, ultra street fighter four, uh, Vega, Sakura, um, Sagat, Guile, all those characters as well. Again, I tried to just, you know, take characters that were actually in both games and had similar move sets, you know, and all of their moves are actually faster in Street Fighter uh, 4 for overheads than they are in Street Fighter 5. So there are a few characters. Blanca is actually faster in Street Fighter 5 of all things. Um, a few characters are kind of negligible you, in terms of what Do they you change. remember how much faster they were? Yeah. Um, so Ryu is five frames. Um, Ibuki is three frames. Uh, Akuma is six. Um, Vegas two. Uh, Sakura is five, Sagat's four, and then uh, Guile is six. So if we have, um, when, how much how much lag are we talking about in Street Fighter Five at this point? Six point two. Uh, um, it's it, right now at this point in time, it's six point two. Okay, and so that's about a two frame difference from four. So if these overheads are faster than two frame, or the difference is bigger than two frames, then technically it's still easier to block them in five than it is four, huh? Yes, exactly. Yeah, and it's so I, I do want to go back and talk about kind of the input lag in, in these other games as well, and just say that um, uh, Ultra Street Fighter Four on the 360 had 5.1 frames of input lag. The PS3 version had 6.4, uh, and Ultimate Marvel Three. It was it was uh, primarily played on Xbox 360 though, right? 
Uh, it became that way. It, it's the game actually started off of more popular because Sony was sponsoring tournaments and other things like sure. that um, on the the PS3 consoles, and then people found out about the input lag, the over uh, overheating, and the slowdown, and all the other issues that kind of come inherently on Sony consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, shots fired. Uh, Sony pretty much freaking blows with hardware. But, yeah, yeah, agreed. And and they always take longer with loading times and things mm-hmm. like that too. Um, but and I've almost gotten used to it because I've been playing on PS4 for a few years now. But I, I remember the days of Xbox, and and most tournaments were always on. In my experience, and I traveled, you know, a good bit. Were always on 360, and I think the input lag for that was four frames. Yes. Yeah. And so was... I would use. I would argue that we should be using that as the standard because even when, like, uh, oftentimes Evo was on PS3. And I don't know if it was always, but it, there were some times where it was. And mm-hmm. I remember like uh, how big of a deal it was. I remember when I played. Who was the the French player? Aliun. I played Aliun at Evo, and it came down, and, and I and I beat him. And I remember the very first thing he said: PS or PlayStation, PS3, man. It's like that yeah. one frame was the was the reason, and like that was something people were talking about constantly. But I say all that to say I think that we should be using 360 because I think that's what most people are using when they're when they're referencing Street Fighter Four. Right, and so uh, Ultimate Marvel Three. Uh, that had 4.4 to 4.6 frames of leg on Xbox consoles, and then on the PS4, it has six frames of leg. Mm. And so you start seeing a pattern here really quickly, and it does depend on the game, though. Uh, but with Unreal Engine titles being more leggy, uh, that's eh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of until recent times, basically, that's the case that that any kind of Unreal Engine game has more input, you know, delay because again, the Unreal team has finally patched it out. Um, but generally speaking, the rule of thumb is that the the PlayStation console is going to have one more frame of input lag on mm-hmm. it. And um, just to illustrate this with Street Fighter V, I don't have it with the um, the updated version of the game, so I don't know how that panned out. But on the PS4, when it was almost eight frames of lag, it was seven point one on the PC. And and this that comes from Display Lag, who does amazing work within the community. Mm-hmm. And and so to kind of bring this home here and get away so much from the numbers, um, I just want to say that that. Mortal Kombat games unfortunately had a bad reputation for input delay and kind of being sluggish and kind of being like, yeah. why does this game not feel smooth? NRS engines, like, and what were they like, five or six frames? Um, they were six point four um, on the uh, Mortal Kombat X was six point four when it first came out, and then on the Xbox console here it was six point three. And so again, it can it can it varies from game to game, but still, again, it's in the six range, which is unfortunately exactly what Street Fighter Five is right now, mm-hmm. right? Are very close to it, like it's a negligible difference. Um, now they've gotten that down with Mortal Kombat XL to five point three to five point four frames of leg, um, and then Justice Two is the same way; it's five point three, five point four range. So it's there's a lot of stuff that goes into it and and I I really now want to get into the psychology of this and and the perception that input lag is a game changer basically like and I'll go ahead and start with you here because I want to know you you travel in different circles than I do in the fighting game community and I want to know like right off the bat do you think this is going to be a game changer for Street Fighter 5 yes okay and why because the input lag okay I don't know exactly how far this specific change will ripple one because i don't know how much reduction there's going to be and it's also a two-fold question in that street fighter 5 has an exceptional amount of of variance in the amount of lag that's happening at any given time meaning sometimes it's at four frames of input and sometimes it's closer to seven and it can be at anywhere in there so it's very difficult to have any consistency um, with this. So if that gets fixed and we go down to like four, four and a half frames, um, the, the more that gets changed, the bigger the ripple. But uh, here's the here's the basic thing behind it. I think that the input lag 
is a very foundational agent or influencer to how games play. It has immediate consequences in just when you push a button, how fast does the move come out? And it has much deeper consequences in when there's a bigger delay when the move comes out and the ability to react is, is diminished, the way people play in order to win changes. And so if this is a significant change to the input lag, I think that not only will you see the idea of like, oh, we can play footsies a little more happen, but the way people play will change in a in a somewhat significant way. And and the easiest way to see that is to go, well, how do people play, let's use a different game. How did people play Street Fighter 4 online versus how did they play offline? There was a very real difference and in the, in the perception. That's the, the big trap that I'm seeing people fall into is they keep going back, and I'm sorry to interrupt you here, but I think it's, it's very important. They keep going back to, well, this is how Street Fighter 4 worked. The game had lower input delay, and I'm like, yes, but well, you could use you're any, missing. I'm just saying online versus mm-hmm. offline. It doesn't have to be Street Fighter right. 4. And I'm not saying that Street Fighter 5 will become Street Fighter 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's, that's way too broad a statement and, and erroneous in a lot of ways. But what I am saying is that because of like if you move this particular needle in one direction or another it's so far down the pyramid that it affects the needles ab- above of of all of the things above it in some pretty significant ways so moving this needle the the input lag needle the a little tiny movement here is going to affect a big thing at like the top of the pyramid it's going to ripple through the game and it, again it depends on how significant the change is how the, the quantity of, of frames that are changed here but i do think that it's going to be ultimately a big mover in ways that people might not perceive immediately yeah i'm personally a big believer in that if you are a very high level player and your character is based heavily around with punishing and reactions i think this is going to be a big deal for you mm-hmm. and i think Look that out for if, punk yeah and i think that if you don't have a lot of those things going for you and your character isn't specifically made to to be based around heavy reactions and other things like that i don't think this is going to change the game very much for you i think the game is going to feel tighter and more polished for sure for everyone and i think that's going to be a noticeable change for pretty much everyone right across the board if you if you're you know listening to this pod if you're interested in street fighter 5 you're playing it pretty actively at this moment and that feeling and that change is going to impact you kind of right away but fundamentally this game is based around a heavy risk reward system where you are encouraged to jump 15 times in a row and you know if if because the the payoff for that doing that is so beneficial and you're encouraged to do just do it moves because they're still going to be really hard to react to uh we're talking about a two frame difference uh but reacting to a move that you know maybe starts up in like seven frames or something like that and it's like okay yeah it's so before it was like a five frame move like reacting to a seven frame move is not that much easier you know it's it's still very hard is it possible to do and and can you be really good at that if you're a very high level player and you've got competent buttons yes but for a lot of people who play this game that's not the basis of this game this game is not based around reactions and with punishes and all that kind of stuff it's going to tighten that up it's going to make the game less robbery like it's going to make it um again just feel so much more solid but it's it's not going to fundamentally change what this game is, if you ask me. Now, that might happen with other balance changes of that, you know, goes down and whatnot, especially if if some of the things about, you know, damage and other things in that risk reward get skewed in that way. But I just, I don't see it. Like, I see people talking up and down like, oh, it's going to change like stuff so dramatically. And it's like, every year we talk about this, like Vega was supposed to be top tier 
um, like from season 2.5 onwards because people saw his balance changes on paper and are like, oh, his character is going to be amazing. And it's like, no, he still sucks really bad. Like he's one of the worst characters in the game. Like changes on paper do not always equate very well to what's actually going to happen in game. Well, I would say that that's true for moves that it doesn't matter um, if if you block or... Um, okay, so like Birdie's EX bull head, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. The one that we always talk about where he rushes at you, hits multiple times, has a, some armor at the beginning, and is minus five but spaces him away and so that most five frame moves or faster can't reach him. So it becomes safe. Uh, just because of the the distancing, I don't think that move's gonna gonna have a whole lot of. Um, it's not going to be affected by this change because you're. I mean, that move is just like you're gonna block it, and the real interaction happens afterwards because then you have to choose whether or not to try to take your turn or or not. Um, and, but like you're either gonna block that or or what else are you gonna do to it? Maybe you could mm-hmm. react with an exdp or something like that, but. I feel like it's like now you just you just you win because you got the meter out of him and he didn't get that much life off of you or something like that. But moves like the dolphin dive where Mm -hmm. the reaction to it is not a block, but it's like a neutral jump or it's it's a it's an evasion. And if it doesn't work out for him, birdie's eating a full combo because of the recovery on the move. And it's like a legitimate, you know, he has to actually risk something to do it. Those moves are not going to do as well overheads you have two more frames to get your stick from down back to up back that is that is a place where how many times have you been hit by an overhead in street fighter 5 where you're like i feel like i blocked that but i guess i didn't let me let me throw this one at you um you know minot's overhead and you know ryu's overhead which uh which one would you say is faster off the top of your head um i would guess that ryu's overhead is but i mean by how much oh i i couldn't tell you but i get hit by both of them (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Even it, when I'm ready for him. It's about six or seven frames faster than Monats. And again, that's that's a huge difference. You know, we're talking about, you know, potentially one to two frames. And I should clarify this too as well with the, you know, for our listeners, we don't know how much the input delay change is going to be. Like Capcom can come back and say, Oh yeah, like we dropped it down like 0.3, you know, frames <laughs> per second. It's like, okay, oh my gosh, that's better. But yeah, I mean, it's probably a maximum of, of two frames. Like I can't see them getting it any lower than that. Like that would put it at about four point two, four point three, which I think is like a guilty gear uh rev. Wonderful. Like, yeah, which would be like absolutely terrific. Um, that's what they've got it down to is four point two, um, and then you know probably five point something is kind of the happy place because that's like most other games uh, in the fighting game community have got like around a four point uh, five point four I should say, and that's uh, Dead or Alive five, uh, the Xbox version of, of Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, Mortal Kombat XL, uh, King of Fighters. They're all in like that four point. Uh, I should say five point four to 5.6 range okay so um so yeah um anyway I, I i'm just trying to illustrate here with frame data like for our readers our listeners to understand that yeah this stuff sounds huge you know and, and, and it is it is big it, it makes the game like more tight and whatnot but for me i look at like this as like a 10 to 20 percent change and that, i well, mean that could be gigantic for most people but yeah good well and I'm, I'm still asking how many times has it been where you feel like you should have blocked an overhead that you were ready to block it on reaction and but you still got hit not too often. Um, I, I generally am good with overheads. I don't know why. Uh, but what does get me is like Ed's like uh, reversal move and Urian's EX headbutt and things like that because they have such a horrible like startup on their um, 
on their moves and like I'm moving forward and bulldogging and whatnot. And those tend to clip me at unexpected times. And those are the ones I'm kind of like hoping like I'm able to actually properly reaction block, you know, and, and bulldog those a little bit more because I know they're coming. Um, but we'll see. I have found and I've heard it expressed by uh, by many people, at least in my local community, that it's been extremely difficult to block overheads. And I was actually just playing before uh, I started my work shift here, uh, played against a guy named Some Casual. He's a grandmaster online, and I feel mm-hmm. like that might be some significant name in the tournament circuit because Some Casual just sounds like, you know, it's some... <laughs> It's like knuckle dude and he's just like, you know, being kind of coy. So yeah. if anybody knows who some casual is, please let us know because that's it's, but anyways, he finished out a round where um, I was under great pressure in the corner. I was like, here comes an overhead and uh, and I still didn't block it in time. And it's like that has happened so many times to me. And I, and I think about like, yeah, it's it's one thing to say that, you know, jumping over, you know, to jump is like what, like 20 frames or something like that. I'm not sure the, the, the frame data on jumping, but like that's a lot of frames. And so a, a two frame difference, if that's what this ends up being, is is a little bit less significant. But when you're talking about a difference of two frames when it's to move the stick from down back to up back, like that's i think that there are a lot more instances of overheads blocked when this when this change is implemented i think that there are a lot more instances of not getting hit by like random ex sonic booms as you're trying to walk and block up to characters like guile i think that urian's ex tackle doesn't hit you as many times and you can block it more i think that and and those are some pretty significant differences, like because those are often round deciding, you know, interactions when people are throwing mm-hmm. out overheads and stuff like that. And and the amount of demoralization that comes from a round ending move where it's like I knew what was coming and I tried to prepare for it, but it, it was just like lost in the execution and you feel that it, it wasn't your fault as much. That's where the frustration comes in because it's like they didn't outsmart you. It's just that they did it and you reacted, but you just didn't do it in time because you have this two frame handicap like that really sucks. That that right. feeling really sucks. And I think that at least in those kinds of instances, that's going to be a, a pretty noticeable alleviation. I think that there's going to be a twofold factor here with that, and that is the placebo effect of I no longer can de- uh, complain about the input delay causing me to lose because it's the same pretty much across the board. It's like it's the option select is so powerful, you know, like, mm-hmm. well, it wasn't my fault. I didn't block that stupid move that the guy threw out that I, I mean, it was the game's fault, you know, type thing. And and that no longer being an excuse for people, I think, is going to be a thing. And it's like I, I can no longer pin it on that. And, and again, like who doesn't want to make excuses like after they lose, like, ah, oh, it wasn't my fault, you know, type thing. And and then there's going to be an actual thing there of like, yeah, again, I'm, I'm saying about 10 to 20 percent more you're going to block those kind of random moves that's a big deal it's that's you know it's those random moves don't hit you all the time but when they do they're so demoralizing because like why didn't i block that in time why didn't i see that dumb move that's the only thing this guy can do in time and react to it but Mm -hmm. so i get it like i agree i just i'm really much more cautious about it because i've kind of seen this stuff over the years and it's like i still don't think people are wrapping their head around like this is street fighter 5 like just do it moves and just do it attacks like are very important to the meta of this game and it's all about getting that that rhythm down that timing down from your opponent and reacting and shutting that down and someone like justin wong i think is a perfect example of it because he he makes the game defensive and lame and it's like he's 
he's amazing at that because he has the reads on timing and it's something that he told you personally. He's like, look, you know those moves are coming. Just anticipate and react to them and deal with them. Like you well, know, he didn't coming. say react. He said just block because you know oh, it's coming. Well, there you go. There you go. So I mean, again, but you still have to. It's just what we were talking about. You still have to react in time to block, right? You still have to. You still have to have your joystick right, in the proper place but and not run into it. But we found over and over and over again that. Okay, so say it's last hit against birdie, right? And you know in this situation that EX the the EX shoulder tackle is coming. Right. Okay, so you go, okay, I can mess around here and try to wiggle around and keep him on his toes, but if I do that, so many times in the past, he's done the move that I'm very much ready for and I have not been able to consistently block in time to stop that move from clipping me. It's hit me way too many times. So the Justin Wong approach in in his advice that he gives in that situation is to say, well, just don't take any chances. Just hold down back and just block it and let him do it. And then of course that puts him in in a pretty good position because he's getting chip damage off of you. He's putting you in that little like you know, trap that we talked about earlier with the minus five, but not really. But also what it does is if you're just sitting there holding back and he does the dolphin dive, how many times have you done Oh well, I knew the dolphin dive was a possibility too. And I thought I jumped in time, but Hey, it hit me and that's it. So it's like binaries like that where you go, okay, so I can just devote all of my mental resources to saying, okay, I'm going to block this stupid hail Mary rush punch that's coming because I, I can't react to it otherwise. But if I do that, then I then I take away from my ability to react to those other things because I'm devoting all of my resources to that. And then I just eventually get hit by those other things. And it's like and, and the idea that you can't react is like, well, then I'm just essentially I'm a flipping a coin because I'm either going to be ready for the dash or the, the, the shoulder tackle or I'm going to be ready for the dolphin dive. But I can't be ready for both. And then the game kind of becomes a 50 50 at that point. And that's not fun. No, let me ask you this. So I, I agree for the most part with the situation you're talking about. I don't think it's I think it's too basic of an explanation of what's going on. I think there's more to it and I think it's a trap people fall into, but we'll get into that here in a second. Do you think those situations are going away now with the input lag change? I think that they are becoming less significant and they will be, depending again on how much change happens, less of the time they will be the deciders of an outcome of, of a map. How much less? Uh, it's hard to to quantify that, but like yeah. you were just saying, like maybe twenty percent of the time. If that's the case, like that's still a huge deal. Okay. I don't I don't want to pretend to know, but I will feel like one. If the lag comes down to four and you get hit, at least you don't have that to to fall on, and then people will uh, will potentially move to. And I don't. I'm not saying they'll actually do this, but they don't have that you know that place to go to complain to they have to put it on themselves or find something else to blame but they won't have this to blame you won't feel as helpless is my point and if you don't feel as helpless you're going to be having a little bit more fun makes sense makes total sense yeah i i'm i'm trying to say this because it's it's so funny how when two people are talking about the same thing like our definitions of big and huge and and like game changing and all that can be like contingent on the words we're using you know like uh yeah go ahead well i want to tell you why i think the an example of how the ripple effect will go and i started to get into it earlier with the comparison of online versus offline but um when you talk about playing a game online and versus when you talk about playing a game offline as far as competitive speech goes it's almost two different games and, and that was especially the case, and I used Street Fighter 4 as the example because one, I think the net code on 4 was a little bit more rough, and it was also the first time that people kind of like really exploded into the online scene with a fighting game. 
And so there was a very significant sample of people playing online and then also a very significant sample of people playing offline. And it very much arose like you could be a really good online player and that didn't translate for sure to being a really good offline player. The reason for that was because there was more lag online and it fluctuated. Now, let me let me ask you here. Do you still feel that's the case in Street Fighter V? Yes. Now, I think okay. that the online is a little I, bit better. I, and I just I want also, to jump in and say that I completely disagree because when you look at the rankings online, you see most of the top players that are top online placing in tournaments and yeah, placing but, very, very highly. It, that was not the case in Street Fighter Four. I do agree with you there, but in Street Fighter Five, that has changed. I don't know if it's a ranking system and how stuff works, but most of the top players um, that are that are you know like Grandmaster or other things like that, you're seeing them place very high in tournaments. I mean, Trashbox is number one, and he's number one by like a lot. He's got like five hundred thousand points, or maybe more now. But he and he sometimes pops up in tournaments, and I don't know how often he goes to them. But Uh, he's he was just in Topanga. Yeah, he was just in Topanga. He did quite well. He's been in a number of things, and he's doing quite well. Uh, You go against Topanga, who are the best players in Japan, and you like hold your own. You're doing amazing. You know, it's yeah, that's it's good. So. But but I mean, if he's number one far and away online, and he I mean he's not he didn't make it to the I don't know how good he did, but I mean he didn't make it to the final round. I don't know if he made it to the to the second round. But I mean he's he wasn't he he didn't flourish, and I've never seen him get in like top eight of a of an actual offline major. Um, and and like I ran into who is it Shazzy, the the number four ranked player. I, I, he's one of the ones that I'll run into sometimes online, and we go back and forth. Mm-hmm. And like I'm not I'm not like a super great player at this game, but we go back and forth. It's like, anyways. Uh, but but to the point that you were bringing up earlier, it's it's definitely like the divide is definitely less in Street Fighter Five than it was in Four. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is one because I think the internet, although people are still complaining about it, I think it's much better than it was in Four, at least in my experiences. Yeah. Yeah, me and too. two, the the input delay, people were also questioning whether this was intentional because they wanted online to feel closer to offline. And it's like, well, they brought offline to be closer to online. Now we don't know if there's any credence in that or not because Capcom actually had two different stories on that, and yes. that was its own. Fear. <laughs> Asco. Yes, <laughs> very good. Point. Um, but but the fact of the matter is, it does when you have more input lag, it does kind of bridge the gap because it online you do more prediction instead of reaction because your inputs are not going to come out as fast, so you can't play in that reactive field as much. Street Fighter V as a whole, as we've said many times, is farther towards that prediction side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So it was a big difference between playing online, playing offline, it's a little bit different now. But the reason why that difference emerged in Street Fighter, I like to use Street Fighter 4 as the example because there was more of a stark contrast. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier to see it. But in that situation, if you had more input lag or more lag in general, and you had to play more predictive, um, then what would naturally emerge is you would do more just do it moves. Blanca was famous for being a particularly annoying online. And and I remember when I was trying to get, for instance, into the DSC um, clan or something like that, I had to play their Blanca player, and he was in New York, and so we played an online set with Blanca and Gokan, and I got thrashed. And it was all just Blanca shenanigans, and we saw that over and over again. I think we, mm-hmm. you, Event Hubs did a poll, and Blanca was voted the most annoying character online. 
then I ended up playing him when I went to New York, and it was free. I, I destroyed yeah. him. It was free. Yeah. And then it was night and day difference. And people talked about that quite a bit, how playing online, playing offline was very different because you could react to things. And if you're able to react to things, the meta, the approach to everything changes because if I'm, if I'm a top player, I have to play to the strengths or if, if I want to be a good player, I should say, top player is able to do this effectively. You play to the strengths of the setting that you're in. So you can be good online, and the things that work online are different from the things that work offline. There are more Hail Mary moves. There are more Just Do It moves. And then you could, uh, you could say that, well, Street Fighter V was more of that because of the input lag. I think that the meta is going to change at least a little bit where the Hail Mary moves and such are people realize that they're not going to get away with them as much and then doing them is not going to be as fruitful and they're eventually going to move away from doing them as much because they're not they're they're not working as much anymore i and i agree uh, one of the things I, I want to go back to, though, is you, you said that playing online and offline is two different games. And I understand that there's a difference here. But what, I, what I'm hung up on here is the fact that you're saying two different games. And I'm like, that's just bullcrap. Like, it's not two different games. Like, that's a, that's a hyperbole statement. Like, you're, sure. you're basically taking something and, and you're saying, you know what? Online doesn't matter. Online is bullcrap. Online is stupid. And it's like, you know, that's that's dumb. That's And again, I hear that all the time. Like, you just said it like it was a fact. And I'm not calling you out here like and saying, oh, you know, you suck kind of thing. I hear that from other people too. And I'm going like, why are you saying that? Like, why are you saying it in that way? And why are you saying it like it's a fact? Like, it's just something that like everyone knows. It's not the case. Like, online is perfectly valid in its context. In the context of, yeah, it's not going to be the ultimate decider of who wins Evo or who wins Capcom Cup and stuff. It's a factor. It's if I if you're bodying someone online, like you beat me online, it's not like we're going to go play offline and all of a sudden, like, I'm going to just destroy you. And well, that's that's what happened in the example that I gave. Right. And I agree with that. And it does happen sometimes, especially if someone's getting by with leg shenanigans or the connections bad or not ideal. Also, stuff like, hey, they're not having a good day. Are they're not playing that well. You mentioned Trash Box, and you were talking about him. He got to the second round of Topanga. Just to give people an idea of who was in his first bracket with him, his first stage, his block, was Fudo, Bonchan, Nemo, MOV, Master of Vampires, I love that name, uh, himself, <laughs> Trashbox, Mago, uh, Ryusei, and the Mishi. Like, and he got like in with a, a, that phase with other people. He gets to the second round. The Tokyo Game Show premiere, which was worth $90,000 that Tokido ended up winning, guess who got top eight? trash box mm -hmm. and again it's this is what i'm talking about with people are like everyone wants to discount online and say well oh, and it's again, just not that street fighter 5's online is a less stark contrast than street fighter 4's was because of the input lag and because of the way street fighter 5 has been even in the offline realm it's been more like that it's been more like that online realm where it is prediction versus reaction. So in Street Fighter V, yes, practicing online is closer to the, the tournament real thing than it was in Street Fighter IV. Right. It's still like, you know, if it spikes up and it gets worse, like there's a lot of input lag, then it, then it kind of washes that away. But for the most part, in Street Fighter V, because of the input lag and because of the way the game is designed, practicing online has been a much more valid thing, which... That's why that whole argument about well, maybe Capcom did this on purpose because they want their audience to be bigger and they want people to feel like, 
like there's not such like they're not different from the from the pros and stuff like that that are playing offline when you can only play and you're in like you know Nebraska and there's nobody else around you for a community that's anywhere close or something like that like well you still have online so yeah. like it bridges that gap and so in Street Fighter Five yeah we're seeing some players that are that are that are doing well online be able to take that same kind of gameplay and apply it offline and get results and that's one of the things that people are not very happy about because again it's back into that like well it's all just prediction and as opposed to reaction and one of the things you're, you're talking about here i want to make sure we bring up is the netcode in street fighter 5 it uses rollback netcode which is much more similar to playing online than street fighter 4 was because basically that would introduce lag on your inputs like all the time like it, it would just and street fighter 5 tries to avoid that and i say tries because we've all had you know I, i'm sure i've got a bunch of angry tweeters now on my feed be like ah you you asshole i hate you like hmm. how are you talking about street fighter 5's leg like it's like good and stuff and i'm like well again it's your experience is going to be what your connection is or in what your opponents is but it does do a better job for most people, not all people, and actually handling latency and moving that to the back end of your input. So it's like, okay, I did my combo timing and my combo actually came out. And then, of course, you know, you've got stuff like the input buffer and all those other things to help you hit those one frame links online and all that kind of stuff. Um, I get that, but it, there's a lot of nuance here that goes with these discussions. And that's kind of what I'm trying to get into. It's when you hear these statements from people like, oh, it's two different games. Oh, it's, it's you know, this input lag. Yeah, is, I'll is give it to you that that's, that's hyperbole for sure. Because you're still playing Street Fighter V and, and, and I would still, like I remember talking about it back in the day. It's like online works really well for character matchups because you know what certain moves do how they work how far they go things like that you can you can get a familiarity with characters but if you're trying to play footsies online or, or things that require really specific yeah. timings yeah. that's where it's not going to translate offline and not only that it facilitates bad habits now what if your connection is perfect to the other person then that's good. Then you're playing essentially offline if there's no lag. Right. And, and how often does that happen with you where you play someone where it's pretty much a legless experience online when you're running around playing ranked? Um, on Street Fighter V, I feel like it's a lot closer. Like we've said, in Street Fighter Four, it was... It was I, okay, I won't say it's two different games, but my approach to playing offline and online were, right. were two different things. And that's why I say it's like I had two different game plans for playing offline and online. I, I agree. And I, I had the same thing, too. It's, it's how you had to adjust to the game. Now, but but how often are you getting a pretty much legless experience online? Uh, yeah, online, sorry. In Street Fighter Five, I've been very happy with my experiences. I okay. felt like most of the time I can play an online set and I and I won't walk away from it feeling well that was decided because of online factors like I feel like okay that was still a similar experience as to if I were playing this game offline okay and, and so again and this is kind of what I'm trying to get into with people to help them understand like the input delay stuff like yeah it, it goes back to the online arg argument of what you hear people say like this move is completely nerfed into the ground we've heard Mena RD say it about Birdie he's done the character's done well, he's he said, dead he said GG's to Dolphin Dive EX uh, Dolphin Dive yes and that's with the input delay um, thing but also with the season 3.5 oh, right. or 3.0 balance changes he said the character's done kaput like just whatever I, I need to switch mains or something like and again I don't remember the verbatim quote that he said but essentially that like you hear a lot of these hardcore takes and reactions uh chris Tatarian is infamous for this one uh, i'm gonna give him a little bit of crap here because he's a he's a 
He doesn't mind. Fun. He doesn't mind. Yeah, like you know, giving other people crap. So I, I'm, I'm a uh, you know, feeling a little freedom here. But like he had a he had a video where he was talking. I think about season three, Kin. I think it was, and he was like on the edge of tears, like talking mm-hmm. about how much like the character was destroyed. And again, he Kin's not a great character in season three, uh, three point five, whatever you want to say. Uh, he's okay. You know, he's somewhere on the mid tier. I think is is probably about his best case scenario. Um, he's definitely not a top ten in my opinion. Uh, he's he's okay, you know. But I mean, again, this guy like he loves Ken. He's a great player. Um, but he was on the edge of tears because of how broken up he was about this. And it, it gets into an article that Dream King wrote about blind spots, about us seeing things and not wanting to look at them with a nuanced and a balanced point of view. And I think it's a problem in our entire community, like a huge problem. Dream King and I have been talking about this extensively. Like, look, like we have this issue with ourselves. Like we play Monat versus Abigail. Pardon me, guys. I know I brought that up a million times, but we look at that matchup and we go, well, this is wrong with it. Or this is, you have this advantage or you have this and stuff. And it's hard for us to look at a balanced and fair point of view there. And I think it's a a giant issue for some reason in the, the fighting game community and maybe in other parts of life too. But like, I don't know why. I don't know why we we fall on this hyperbole and like all these like just crazy takes in this community and not like try to take a couple steps back and actually have a balanced and fair way of unpacking this information like and saying, hey, this is going to go good. So I'll ask you then, um, and, and I agree with you 100%, and I think that, I, mean, I guess that's essentially my point here with what I'm about to say, but whenever there's a big balance change or a big alteration to a game, and we as like the Event Hub's team kind of have our discussions about it, what is my initial take on things and, and approach to things compared to most everybody else's oftentimes? Yours is reserved, and I tell you flat out as your boss, I say, uh, you don't get to have a reserved non-opinion because right. we, need a, we need a hot take from you because anyone can say, I'm going to wait back and see, wait and see how this goes. Like, yeah, everyone in the community is going to wait and see how this goes. Like, that's not... That's not casting something out there that's interesting that people are going to want to check right. out. And, people and that's why you don't get to, to do that. But hold on. <laughs> but there's a way of doing that with nuance and with research and with education where you go, you know what? I don't have all the answers, but this is the way I see the path illuminating right now. This and is the way I see things going. Good. Right. And and so that's what I'm kind of, I'm trying to position myself to, to or I guess, illuminate that I'm, I'm not one to jump to conclusions too mm-hmm. quickly, especially based on like if we just have it on paper. And how many times in this particular conversation have yes. I prefaced my whatever I'm about to say about input lag with, you know, it depends on, you know, X, Y, Z. So let's not go too far down this rabbit hole. But if x or if y then we can you know conclude that this will probably be the thing and and so yes i do want to use as many concrete examples as i can as we talk about this thing that we don't even know the 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 gravity of the change yet and the specifics like the math of it but i will say that um i I feel like i i'm very cautious in in trying before i like come forward with some ridiculous claim or or an over-the-top thing or like this character's nerfed to yoga or this character is going to be the best in the game it's like well this is where arrows are pointing but we'll see what happens you know with time now all that said i've been looking at street fighter 5 and input lag and and how these move interactions work for the last two and a half years. And I didn't really do that before with, mm-hmm. with Street Fighter 4. Like I was aware online, offline, and I could have given that spiel about how online facilitates a different approach where things that don't work as well offline work better online and that it's ultimately better to do them in the online atmosphere because you're going to win more if you do it that way. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I never sat and like thought about the implications of a, of, of a few frames. When Street Fighter V first came out and they're like, yeah, there's more input lag, I'm like, so? So what? But in playing for two and a half years, in, in being directly involved in writing articles, you know, fairly consistently about this kind of a thing, um, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of where I think this will go and how, you know, how much of an effect this will have on other parts of the game. And, and I really think that it will be similar to what's, you know, what was available. It's going to be similar to the transition of in Street Fighter 4 going from online to offline. It's going to be like that going from lag Street Fighter 5 to if they get rid of it all and there's like a, you know, a standard like four frames of lag. I think it's going to change the meta in a similar way that going from online Street Fighter 4 went to offline. And, and I want to also say that I don't think, because I think this has come up a couple times, I don't think that we're going to go from Street Fighter V to Street Fighter IV. I agree with you there. I think the change is going to be more Street Fighter IV online to Street Fighter IV offline is, is what we're going to see with this change coming up for five. So I want to do a thought exercise actually based on that and, and you know, bring this home here. So for our average listener right now, they're, they're probably going, okay, you guys are talking like a lot of like kind of crazy, like really like wild concepts here. What am I going to take home from this? Like I, I'm in bronze or I'm in silver, I'm in gold. Like I'm around that range. Uh, I enjoy watching the game like Capcom Cup 2018. Uh, the change is going in here later on, like about two weeks from now. Like what as a, a purveyor of, of this sport, this esport, uh, like what should I expect from Capcom Cup? What should I expect from my own experience? Like what do you think is fundamentally going to change for the viewer and the player at that level? Well, okay, so if you're talking about the audience, especially like the more novice general audience that doesn't look at the game and, and like know all the frame data for every move, like a pro might, things like that, you might see a little less in the way of, you know, like in Capcom, 27, Capcom Cup 2017, Mena was hitting like EX Dolphin dies left and right very often putting Tokido in those situations that we were talking about earlier with, you know, is Birdie going to do the rush or the, or the dolphin dive? And, and those were hitting, you know, and, and like he said in his, in his tweet, uh, rest in peace, Dol EX dolphin dive. Uh, you're going to see less of those Hail Mary moves play out. And if people continue to do them, and they absolutely will, especially early on, um, they're just going to be less effective and maybe get punished or, or evaded. Or, you know, in, in the case of Birdie, at least with his rush, it's going to be like, well, that'll probably stay about the same. But there are plenty of other moves that, that won't be that way. Um, and then in the footsie department, you're going to see more whiff punishing, I think. Uh, you can't just toss out heavy moves as much anymore because those are particularly whiff punishable, but you might start seeing whiff punishing of, of medium attacks and things like that too. Now, if you're a casual audience member, you probably don't even realize those kind of things are happening. And so for the esports audience, this might not be the greatest thing. Like it might look like the same game to you, or it might look like it actually slows down and people do less stuff, which is kind of moving away from what they wanted to do with making this a spectacle spectator sport. It's really cool when Mena hits like a last minute EX dolphin dive and it works and the whole crowd erupts and, and Akuma dies and it's just, oh man, you know, it might come down to they wiggle around for 15 seconds and then Akuma hits a low forward or something like that and that's how it ends. And like a competitor can appreciate what's going in there because there's a lot of intricacies, but it might not be as apparent to the more casual player. Um, and that's like, that's essentially, you know, like the, the other side of the coin there. It's more flashy to see crazy stuff happen. And I think we're going to see a little bit less crazy stuff happen. All right. 
I I think that some characters are going to get hit by this fairly well. Like I, I agree that that Birdie's EX Dolphin dive is uh, just on paper alone. That sounds like it's going to get hit pretty hard, and Capcom probably will have to reduce the startup of that move, like you know, a frame or two um, in the next round of balance changes that they want to keep it as effective as it was before. Uh, I think that's just pretty much like the reality of it. Uh, I do think some of the, again, just do it moves are going to be negated by this. I think a few characters are going to get hit harder. Um, again, we both talked about Punk and Karen and just being a whiff punish master. Um, we both think Karen is just going to be fundamentally better. Not Now, how much better? It's like, okay, that's hard to say. Like, I so... It's not like, you know, input delay is, you know, uh, being fixed and like, you know, Punk is like, well, now I'm going to play you know, Chun-Li 24-7 and stuff like that. Or I'm going to play like a brand new character and Ryu is now going to be great somehow. It's like, no, it's not going to, that's not going to really change things that much. You are going to be able to eke out some extra advantages and some extra meta changes um, as a, you know, a viewer from home and see like, hey, you know, the game is being played a little bit differently than it was before. There's a little bit more safe play and the game was actually trending in that direction anyway. If you're watching, you know, most tournaments now... Um, you're seeing a lot more footsie play, uh, Street Fighter Five footsies. Bear with me, but yeah, you're mm -hmm. seeing more of that kind of stuff. Um, I also think you're going to see more. Oh wow, like crazy reactions type stuff. Uh, we saw it just a, a second ago. Um, uh, we put up a, a clip with Zangief just like doing his uh, super or just doing an SPD move, like when someone rushed at him, and just this crazy reaction that he pulled out, like right out of you know. And this is with the current you know input yeah. delay in the it game. It might have been a guess. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Um, it was very impressive regardless, um, but it's also pretty much going to be the same Street Fighter V you've been seeing since Capcom Cup 2016. You're not going to look at it and be like, oh, this is a brand new game and this is so amazing and whatnot. Like the input delay plus balance changes, that might change things up. Like if they really address like, you know, the extreme damage in here and like, you know, give some more defensive options and other type of stuff, that would change the game. But my opinion, like fundamentally, the risk reward is so skewed towards offense in this game. Meaties are such a dominant move. And when you, you know, when you're knocked down, like your chances of losing are so much higher, uh, at least losing quite a bit of life. It's like, okay, I'm going to lose like, you know, 40% of my life to get out of the corner and out of this knockdown situation. That's a win for me. I didn't die, you know, kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of how the game is played. Uh, that's not going away. You know, that's mm -hmm. that's not changing fundamentally. Uh, hopefully, again, it, it will move the needle towards a little bit more of a fundamentally Street Fighter, you know, what experience of what we're used to. But that needle move is, again, I think at about the 10 to 20 percent range. And that's going to take time for people to even the pros to adapt to. The pros aren't going to be able to just immediately go, oh, I've been playing this way for the last two and a half years. I'm going to play a completely fundamentally different way now. I'm good. You know, No, it doesn't work that way. It takes time. It takes time unless your character uh, is already kind of based around that style of play. And basically, we're buffing that style of play. Uh, yeah, Punk is going to be a monster. He's going to be Correct. an absolute monster. So yeah. beware of Punk. Uh, he's probably winning Capcom Cup 2018. So I, yeah. <laughs> I, I like him a lot more now with yes. this change, um, again, depending on how it comes out. But yeah. now we, we talked about what it would be like for the audience. You're probably not going to see a huge difference. Um, but for the players, especially for the competitors, I think, say say the change is, uh, if you can quantify it, 10 to 20%. Well, if that's the case, then it's going to be 10 to 20% more uh, satisfying to play, more fun mm -hmm. to play, yeah. 10 to 20% less instances of frustration losses and things like that. People are going to enjoy, at least those that, that get into the more nuanced uh, levels of Street Fighter, they're going to enjoy the interactions in the game more. It's going to be a more fun game to play, and I think that's massively important. Yeah. The other thing is you've referenced a few times here the risk versus reward, which is very heavily skewed um, on the favor of 
risk and um, or, I'm sorry, the 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 risk is is small for what you get in the reward. It's imbalanced in this game is what it feels like, and oftentimes that's why you know you get frustrated and things. I would say that the input lag is a huge factor in that. And then if you fix the input lag, you are not completely balancing it, but you are taking some of the weight off the scale of that, you know, of, of where it's it's too heavy on the side of reward, and you're putting a little bit more weight on the side of the scale that's risk. And that's bringing those those a little bit closer to each yes. other, maybe yes. a lot bit, but that's the significance of this change. Yep. One, it's going to be more fun for people to play and two, it's the the reason for that, and the reason why you're going to see the meta change and not right away. People are going to play the game the same exact way until they're forced to change that up. But the fact is, you're essentially you're you're buffing defense a little bit. Yeah. And this game is something where we've we've been asking for that for a long time, and now it's going to feel like you have a little bit more control over what happens, and it's going to be more the outcome of your actions and your thoughts versus their actions and their thoughts, as opposed to let's throw everything up in the air and see where it comes down. Mm-hmm. That's going to be changed a little bit, and that's been the biggest issue I think people have overall taken with this game. The fact that Capcom is addressing it right now, hopefully with with two frames and no more fluctuation of lag, is amazing. Better late than never. And, it, and it's it's a good look for the future of the franchise. Yeah, I agree. It's a, You're taking the volatility knob and you're dialing it down a little bit. And again, uh, I'll throw this back here. It relates to a previous podcast we did about Ono's job title changing. Um, I wonder how much of this stuff has to do with Ryozo uh, stepping in there, mm-hmm. Sujimoto, and and saying like, hey, like, you know, and Monster Hunter selling well. Um, again, it's it's funny. We always want to attribute this stuff to like one or two things. And then we say, no, don't do that. Just because it was some nuance and some, you know, like research and whatnot. Um, obviously, having more resources, you know, it's the infamous story is that there's one person who worked on Street Fighter V's like net code and infrastructure. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> Just sitting in a small room yeah. with a, yeah, with a he's cup like of coffee. Off of like, and you know, Zimbabwe or whatever. And like, okay, himself. Ted, you know, you go do that. And it's like, oh, man. Um, but anyway, um, it, it's great to see it with the game. I think that that's it's something that we can, you know, everyone can appreciate that no matter what, like how much you think this is going to impact the game. Like, it's so nice to finally see Street Fighter V like addressing its major elephants in the room. Like, and there's not too many more left that, that people have been talking about basically since the launch of the game. There are a few, but there's not many more here where people are like, hey, you know what? This should have been in the game from the get-go. This should have been, you know, fixed and not been an issue. And it's great to see. Absolutely. We are taking steps in the right direction. It's encouraging. Um, I mean, and, and when you're talking about human beings, I think that's the best you can ask for. Like, sure, it'd be awesome if everything were perfect, but like, <laughs> let's go back to real life. We're making progress towards perfect, and that's one of the best things you can do. So I am very happy, again, a little bit reserved because I don't want to put all my eggs in a basket and then find out that like, oh, we reduced it by 0.3 and there's more frequently, I mean, there's more fluctuation or something like that. Um, but it does sound like we are moving correctly and, and I'm excited for it. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this week of the Event Hubs podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me is John Velociraptor Guerrero. John and John, uh, if you blow me up on Twitter, that's okay. Uh, I'm Catalyst EH on Twitter, and uh, I understand that my opinions about Street Fighter Cross Tekken are completely out of touch with reality <laughs> of the fighting game community, and I deserve to die a horrible death in the pits of hell. I understand that's coming my direction, uh, but I'm still going to say that pandora sucks and there's a forfeit button but yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not gonna dig myself any grave so you guys have yourselves a wonderful week and we'll see you next time all right see you guys then